Hello and welcome to episode 335 of Fergie on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Going all right, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. You're not uh, you're not stirring anyone up this week, are you? No, I made no decisions on International Rugby League. I'm just waiting to bring down the axe to cancel the whole World Cup, though. So we'll see how that plays out don't when I make bit, that. Don't, don't you think it's a bit small time now? Like, shouldn't you just move, move on to like cancelling the Olympics or something now? Go to something a bit bigger. Who really cares about the Olympics, though? I've watched almost, almost two minutes of it. Do you know, I turned it on one day to see... The basically the basketball players warm up, and then they went to two minutes of some hockey game, and then they left that before the end. And then for the next hour, it was just people talking about events that they didn't show us. And I was like, "Fuck, man, this isn't what I signed up for." Yeah, it's fantastic coverage by Channel Seven. Yeah, they're Channel just giving, Seven. They're just, what they're doing is they're showing you evidence that they've got cameras at every single facility for every single event. How about the people that, like, download an app on their phone from a media company? How stupid do you have to be? Especially a a free-to-air one. Yeah. I would never download an app from a media company ever. No. No, it's uh, fraught with danger, so to speak. Exactly. You watch. It's all going to happen. We should definitely have an app. We could have an app, actually. We just don't want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> don't need an app. Like, what would you rather do? Would you rather go to a dedicated app, or would you rather just fucking look something up online? What What could we actually put on our app? Is it just the podcast episodes, or can we put actual content on there? Yeah, you'd be able to put content on there. So we could put, like, articles on there. We could put out a podcast. We could put polls on there. Um, Come on, people. Do you want an app? I, I say I say we should have an app only because I'm not going to have anything to do with it because I've got no idea how that shit works. That just means you'd have to do it all. Have I ever told the story about when I inquired about getting an app made for my website? No. Uh, it, this was, man, this was a while ago. Now, this might have been eight years ago or so. And I got an email from a company that was making apps. And they said that, uh, you know, they, they're based in Australia and they make apps and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and so I got a quote from them, $15,000. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, give me three. Now, I, <laughs> I said that that's that's probably a little bit out of my price range, which was fucking ridiculous. 15000 bucks for an app. Not the government trying to track people with COVID. <laughs> Tell you what, mate. Now you've got some Ponzi coins that are worth a shitload. Hey, you yeah. Should... Have, you, have you seen it's gone up? No, I haven't, no. Yeah, it's gone up, hey. I'm, no. I'm good. I'm, well, I'm well in the green. Tell you what, your, your goal should be to get one of those apps. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm or, gonna buy something good. Or start your own business where you create apps for people and you charge them fifteen grand. <laughs> oh man, that's probably the life, eh? That's the way to do it. We used to be a rugby league podcast. Yeah, we're winging it. <laughs> um, so a, a little birdie tells me, yeah, that uh, you think the Australian rugby league's full of bullshit, 
and that they hate the players. That's how I read it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, what they are yeah. are a bit on the hypocritical side. Okay. Now, yeah. Do you want to tell us what? Now, first of all, we spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not dying on this hill. No, 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 no. I'm sort of um, I'm going to the top of the hill, and I'm just having a look around. Yeah. Seeing who's following me with with vengeance in their eyes, just 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 for shits and giggles. Uh, to to all... some extent, and to some other extent, a, a little bit serious. But I'm not, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not dying on this one. But I can tell you what they all look like when they're following you up that hill. <laughs> they've got pasty skin, they're bald, they're fat, they're middle-aged. And they're carrying tubs of gravy. Um, <laughs> no, I just found it odd. Like the, the ARLC went out and they made it abundantly clear that the only reason yeah. that they were not going to be you know, allowing players go to the World Cup was for their health and safety. Yeah. And with that, I haven't changed. I fully support that. I don't think we should be sending anybody anywhere where there's a chance of them getting COVID. Yeah. All right. And so it just it struck me as a little bit hypocritical this week when Queensland locked down because they had, I know they only had six cases. It's gone up a little bit since then. Um but they went into a full lockdown, said, right, no professional sport's going to be played. And then the NRL went to whatever lengths they could to make sure that the rest of this round was completed within, you know, the next two days. So the Saturday games were wiped out, but they got them played over Sunday and Monday. So they kind of got them done within a reasonable time frame anyway. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's it's interesting how no one's allowed to go to England because of risk of COVID but we'll fucking risk Queensland COVID in order to get the fucking NRL games up and going. And every single person's going, well, yeah, but there's 20,000 cases in England and only six in Queensland. Go, yeah, it's, I'm not comparing the number of cases. I'm comparing COVID versus COVID. It's the same fucking thing in both countries. Yeah. And we've seen in Sydney how quickly this son of a bitch fucking spreads. And it's a, we had it down here in Melbourne as well. Starts at nothing, you know. In England, when they first got it there, they started out with six cases a day or something around about there, and they haven't got rid of it. You know, this thing spreads fast, and this version spreads faster. So as far as I'm concerned, if you take a risk with COVID, doesn't matter how many cases are out in the community, you're taking a risk with COVID. And I, I just find it hypocritical for them to be all about, yeah, we're not going to the World Cup because of the COVID risk, but we'll make sure the fucking NRL goes out. I don't care how much COVID's around. That was was where the NRL should have looked at it and gone, yeah, you know what, let's just suspend this round. It would not have hurt them. And let's just try and get the games played next weekend, whatever else, you know. If we've got to put another round at the end and push the finals back a week, so be it. You know, who gives a shit? We're not going to the World Cup. We've got plenty of time at the end of the year now. And away they go. It would have been fine. they, They just... Push through, and obviously it was because we've got to appease the broadcasters. They're the ones that matter, not the players, not the fans, just the fucking broadcasters. So, you know, that that's pretty much where I'm at. I just found it a bit, you know, hypocritical. That was all. See, it's at this point, if this was a Twitter conversation, like, we just block one another. 
No, nah, see, this is this is a funny thing about me. Is I don't block yeah. people because I know half the time that's what people want. And yes. I decide to be I, – I found that it's easier to be the bigger asshole by not giving people what they want, and that is the block. So what I do is if, if I'm sick of the conversation, mm-hmm. I'll just post stats of completely other random shit, completely unrelated, just go back to doing what I normally do. And they sit there going, oh, but, 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 mate, I fucking moved on. See, <laughs> so I, I block – I block a lot. I block any journalist that gets retweeted into my timeline for starters. So I think you probably get uh, people a little bit more um, aggressive in their vitriol towards you. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. I, I, I reckon I, they're probably a bit more aggressive towards you than they are to me. I did a tweet tonight saying Trent Barrett has made the Bulldogs worse, right? Mm-hmm. And it is. I, I find I would, I would let anybody tell me one way that Trent Barrett has just tracked sidewards with the Bulldogs. Like I, I would suggest that they are worse by every measure uh, possible. I've got one for you. Okay. The coaching staff are a damn sight sexier. I don't know. It depends if you're into that Dean Pay sad Bulldog look. Yeah, I reckon more people are into the the Trent Barrett eyes and they are into the Dean Pay look. <laughs> well, I, I had bull, I had a couple of Bulldogs fans that were pissed off about me, about what I tweeted, and it's like, are you watching the games? Yeah, there's... The weird thing about the Bulldogs team is, last year what they did have was re- reliable enough defence. Sure, they, were, they lost a lot of games, so you can't say the defence was brilliant, but mm. it was able to keep them in games for a lot longer than they deserve to be. Yeah. Um, but they just had zero attack to work off the back of it, so they couldn't build pressure. And that's that's what was killing them. This year, they don't have that defense to build off. It's just not there. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not like the Tigers where there's a lack of communication. What it is is just um, really poor, basic defensive structure. Like a lot of it is just man on man stuff, and if they start going, if the opposition starts going sideways and attack them, well, we might as well slide with them and see what happens. And mm-hmm. if they start standing still, well, we'll stop and stand still. And it's just you just look at it going, man, they they just keep turning themselves into fucking you know standing targets. Yeah. And all you got to do is just run run an angle against the bulldogs anywhere on the field, and you isolate players and you just run through them. Yeah. It's just. It's ugly to watch. Yeah. The the Tigers' defense is irritating as fuck to watch because you can see they're doing the right things, but they're doing it because they're guessing that it's the right thing to do, and it's their instinct that is getting the job done more than the structure in place. The structure's, the structure's there, but none of them are listening. I'd tell you what, I, I think the, the Tigers this year uh, the I've seen worse teams, but I don't think I've seen a more hopeless team than the Tigers, and that's saying something. Like no, it's, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, like it's hard to put into words because the West sides that we saw in the late 90s were, it didn't matter what they did. Like on their very best day, they might beat a team by some fluke, right? Mm. This West Tigers team isn't like that. They've actually got some good players in the side. 
but the just the hopelessness and the lack of interest in putting in sometimes and the laziness and just the loser attitude i i find it i i don't think i've seen it before and man i've seen some terrible teams yeah actually that does raise a raise something well while, while we're there mm-hmm. uh was it limbretta send us yep. in a uh a, a message on twitter was it yeah, it was. Yeah, he sent us in a message. Let me bring it up. That's all right. He said um, he went through the list of the current Tigers thirty players, mm-hmm. um, and he's gone through and he's written down who he thinks they should retain, who they should release, and who they can defer a decision on. And he said there were eight players who he thinks should be released immediately, and seven others that they keep if they can't find anything better. Mm-hmm. So he's got keep, release, and defer. Uh, Ken Malmola, who's just been signed from the Warriors, they've got defer, I say release. Jacob Little, they say keep, I say release. I was probably going to go with defer, but in that game against the Warriors and with five minutes to go, and they were, Tigers were on the line and they needed to try to win the game, and there was no fucking dummy half there. Oh, yeah. That is that, yeah. 100% your job, Jacob, and you weren't there. Where That's were ex- you? I was screaming at the TV, like, what is the hooker doing right now? Yeah. Where was he? I couldn't even see him on the replay. He just wasn't anywhere. He's just gone. Having a cup of tea somewhere. <laughs> um, Oliver Gildart, keep. I'd say get a rain check and, and cancel that one. Yeah. Jake Simpkin, keep. Yes. Hastings, keep. Um, yeah, for now, okay. Tom Moon defer. Um yeah, he hasn't played too much. Jock Madden defer. I say keep. I think he's going to be good player. Dane Laurie keep. Agree. Nofaluma keep. I say get rid of him. And this is going to sound a bit weird, I think, because there's a lot of people who love Nofaluma. The problem you'll find with him, though, is he's inconsistent in defense, in the defensive line. So you'll see him sometimes. He'll rush way up and in and get isolated or just have play run around him. Then the next play, he stays out on his man when he needs to come up and in, and they run between him and the centre, and he lets another try, and you're like, what the fuck is this bloke doing? I also worry about when you've got a winger who scores a few tries in a really shitty team, and so they think they're king shit, and so they feel as though that they're, you know, better than everyone else. It's like, please, dude. Yeah. I, I, it just doesn't sit well with me. He's got good kick returns. He's a good finisher, but, I mean... How many other wingers in the NRL can you say that about? Yeah, exactly. Nearly all of them. Um, And he's on far too much money for a winger, especially at this club. Yeah, you can find other wingers cheaper. Just, I'd get rid of him. Tukey Simpkins, keep. I'm fine with that. Zane Musgrove, defer. I say release him. Safarth, release. I'm happy to defer that one. Packer, release. Agreed. Roberts, release. Yep. Lalua, that's Joey. Yep, release him. Tommy Talao, defer, okay. Twole, retain, yes. Offhand Gary, retain, I'm fine with that. And by release, yes. Luciano Lailua, retain, yes. Ghana, Bloor, retain, yes. Brooks, I've defended Luke Brooks a fair bit this year. Uh, I'm a bit torn on this one, and it's not because of loyalty. It's more a case of how many sevens are going to be available to buy at the end of this year that are at least equal to Brooks in skill 
And I don't know there's many halfbacks coming off the books this year. I think most clubs have already locked him down, so he's probably he's probably going to be the pick of the bunch that's available to buy. So, yeah, you know, what do you do? Okay, I've got a question for you. Do you think, and, and this is going to sound weird, Ash Taylor. I'm no. not a fan of Ash Taylor, right? No. No, because I think Ash Taylor is not as steady of a player as Luke Brooks. But I think every so often Ash Taylor does something. And I just don't think Luke Brooks does anything. No. The problem and, with and Ash I'm, Taylor I'm not, is... I'm, like I'm saying, like, it, we're now at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, the difference of, uh, between the two, though, is Ash Taylor's worth more. Uh, on his current contract, he's being paid more. I'll put yeah. it that way. But you could get him for cheap next year, I think. Possibly. At the same time, Taylor's going to lose you more games than Brooks ever will. And if you're picking him for that one game where he might win you a game, Brooks will probably win you just as many games. I don't think Taylor is... I don't even think he's anywhere near um, Super League quality, to be honest. I think he's championship halfback. And I think Brooks is between Super League and NRL. So, like, and I think I said this earlier in the year when I was just... Comp- I'm. 100% out on Brooks. I'll pack his bags tomorrow. Yeah, um, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm uncertain on him is because mm-hmm. I just don't think there's a better halfback available to buy mm-hmm. this year. Yep. That's the yep. problem. Everyone's locked them up, and we sat there going, well, we've got one now. I mean, there's a quote from um, Justin Potato saying, oh, we've got every intention of keeping Brooks for after his contract ends. I mean, that's a great idea. Don't worry about looking to find someone better. Just lock up the one you've got until he dies. <laughs> I hope something, someone wants to come along from the juniors before him. Just, as I said before, Brooks has got a very, very good skill set, but what he doesn't have is leadership and communication, and you can't be a top-line NRL halfback if you lack those two things. In fact, a halfback who has leadership and communication will be better for a team any day than the most skilled halfback you ever get who doesn't have those two traits. Yeah, so I, I'm I'd just... take, you know, and this is going to sound horrible, yeah. I know, I'd take Chad Townsend over Luke Brooks because no, Townsend I... can organise and he yeah. communicates. Yeah, look, I think you could get Townsend as as terrible as he is sometimes. It's horrible. I, I, yeah, really, really horrible. But I think he would do more for this West Tigers team. I just think Luke Brooks gives you nothing at all. Like I, I, I'm so out on Brooks. Uh, he, he does. He does offer stuff. What he just needs, though, and this is wrong of a halfback. He needs a five eighth who does all that work, which is what Benji Marshall always did. That's why Adam Dewey's been moved into the halves again. That's why they had Moses and By there because both of them are carrying Brooks when it comes to communication and organisation. And you can't have a seven who needs to be carried by a six. Yeah. That's just that's not how it works. Yeah. Like some most times you look at Canberra, it's the other way around. The halfback carries a five eighth and the five eighth just picks his moments to inject himself when he's supposed to. Mm. And you know, that that's kind of how that that relationship works. And the Tigers have got it completely backwards and they've shown zero sign of trying to fix that. And a lot of people were questioning why Maguire got rid of Benji Marshall. And fair enough, too. But at the same time, you can't hang on to Benji forever 
And at some point, we need to find out who the leaders are on this side. We can't just let Benji carry everyone over and over again as far as organizing, organizing everyone, doing all the communication, doing all the you know play calling, all this sort of stuff, organizing the, the attack. You can't keep asking the same person to keep doing that forever. Eventually, no matter what, time will catch up and they'll have to retire. Mm-hmm. If they kept Benji on for another two years, say, Luke Brooks is going to be 28 when Benji retires and completely ill-equipped, as he is now, to be a leader. And he's 28. You know, he's 26 now, and he's he's just he just hasn't got it. They made him captain on the weekend. And I said before, he needs to be made captain, not because he deserves it, but to try and coax some leadership out of him, try and get a bit of communication out of him, see if he will do it then. And it didn't work. And you just go, well, you know... You know, sometimes you need to do that when you know your season's gone to find out whether someone is worth persevering with. And I think Brooks proved in that game against the Warriors that he's not the short or long-term option at the club. The only reason why the club should be hanging on to him is because they can't find someone better mm-hmm. that's on the market. That's it. And that's a sad situation to be in if he's there because there's no one else they can find that's better. And I think that's the situation they're in. Um, Michael Cheekham release. Yeah, yeah I, I'm happy to defer on Cheekham. I know he's not a world beater, but he's he's something that's very useful in the current rules, and that is he can play in the back row and he can play in the uh, in the back line. That's a handy person to have on the bench. Mm-hmm. Billy Walters, I think he's already gone to the Broncos, so he's I think gone. He's at the Broncos, yeah. yeah. Ito Kamanu, defer. Nah, man, I'm locking him in. That kid is he's good and he's getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuolagi, retain. He's not too bad. Michaeli, release. I'm happy to defer on that one. Kepoara, ret- retain. Yeah, I suppose. And Zach Cheney, defer. I'm releasing him. See, of all of these players on this list, I would keep... I'd keep Dane Laurie and I'd keep Luciano Leilua. And the rest of them could fuck off. I, I just think that this is a club I would want the least amount possible that they've got right now. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't keep too many of them. Yeah, I know. I I agree. Um, I agree. But it, I just think that, it, uh, like, and it's it's easy to say keep two of these players. It's really easy to say. In in reality, you can't do that. But that's how many of these players I look at, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're pretty good. Well, they, I mean, all they should be doing at the moment is just going through and finding out which ones they can um, persevere with until their contracts run out, and that's pretty much all they've got to do. Mm-hmm. Don't be issuing yeah. any um, contract extensions to pretty much most of them until they've proved that they deserve it, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and, and like, I, look, I watched that Warriors versus Tigers game. God, I was a punish. Really, really tough to watch. It wasn't like I mean the the Warriors weren't that good. The Warriors were the Warriors I mean, looked like a team in the situation the Warriors are in. You know, they look like a busted. Yeah, players missing. They're missing home. They've they're living out of the suitcase now in a different hotel, and 
it, for the first like 20 minutes, half hour, they just looked exactly like that team. And he kind of were watching the Tiger saying, when are you going to, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And then it looked like they were starting to put something together. And then it just stopped. It just yeah, stopped you, dead. You know, we saw just, what was it, about 10, 12 minutes before half time. Mm. For the first time this year, I actually saw the Tigers genuinely running a play with bodies in motion. Mm. Uh, they went right through through Brooks to Dewey. And as Dewey was going left, he had a player running straight and the trailing runner behind him was running an angle around the back. Mm. And the player next to him was doing exactly the same thing. I went, oh, at the, the fucking pennies dropped a training. It's only taken them all year, but they finally fucking figured it out. You get bodies in movement, people on different lines, the defense every time, doesn't matter who you are, the defence every time will stand still while everybody else is moving, and a moving human will always run through a stationary one. Mm. It's just physics, and so that's what you do. You isolate them and make them make them stop still. They did it twice. They scored two tries, one after the other, pretty quickly. And I went, okay, they finally figured it out. We're going to put on a score here. And the second half came along. It's like someone hit the reset button. They've gone out, going, uh. yeah. And you just wonder, like, these are professional footy players. How are they not thinking this stuff during the game? Like, how does Luke Brooks, after all of the years he's had, he's had plenty of experience. Yeah. How does he not know this shit? And instead, you're watching him play, and it's like, dude, do something. Like, Adam Dewey at least will get the ball and he'll run it. Luke Brooks is doing nothing. I think he's getting worse as a player. Uh, he's just, Matt, remember, was it two years ago? He comes second in the Dally M. Yeah. I watched every game of the Tigers that year, and I have no idea how he did so well in the Dally M. And I he didn't, that, he didn't have that, a... It's always the same. He didn't have a bad year for Luke Brooks. Mm. It was probably his best year, but second in the Dally M? I, I don't understand how that happened, but... As it is with the with the Tigers faithful, you know, we won a premiership in two thousand and five. Yeah, well, we'll we'll dine out on that for fucking fifteen twenty years before we start getting a bit antsy. Luke Brooks, second best player in the NRL according to the Daily M's. Oh well, we better keep on to him and hang on to him and sign him for another four or five years. And eh? he's pretty good. Has one year like that, but just a little bit better. He'll be the best player in the game. That'll be great. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. So yeah. now you've got people coming out going, oh, we need to sack Maguire. Uh, it's just not, there's nothing he can do with what he's got. And we, you, like you could see in that first documentary of the series they've done, still haven't watched the other ones yet, but he's he's looking for the leaders in this team. And the problem is he's not finding many at all. No. And to, to be a good team, you've got to have a bunch of players that, like you've got to have your leaders, but then you've got to have players out there that just have personal pride. And I don't think there's much personal pride even in a, a bunch of these players. And I understand it because the players that they, they target are ones that other teams have let go mid-contract or they're paying them to play for the Tigers and things like that. So I understand, like, when you pick from that pool of talent, that's what you're going to get. And that's what the Tigers have gotten. That's why they, they really, like... I've never seen a team need a harder broom through the place than the Tigers need right now. That's right. And um, 
the broom needs to start being swept at the very, very top. Yeah, Pasco's got to go. Pasco's got to go. There's also a guy there who's the, I think he runs the Brydon's Lawyers, and he's also uh, on the board for the Tigers or something like that. Um, these two blokes are, you know, too much, too much power, too much authority, and too little clue on how to run a successful football team. That's their problem. And they're untouchable because they're the two most powerful people in the club. No one's going to sack them because there's no one above them. And so we're stuck with those two fucking idiots. It's just a, it's a case where, like, I wonder how you change it because, because it's a joint venture club, they haven't got a normal structure. So I don't think that they can have like, um, the the joint venture thing is kind of, uh, not really an issue anymore because neither Balmain or West are the controlling par- uh, party anymore. It's mostly West Ashfield, so it's a it's a third party that now runs everything. The other two are just still bitching in the corner about mm, the fucking magpie sees more. Oh, there's too much orange in the jumper. Why can't we play Leichhardt? You know, yeah, it's just sit in the corner and squabble amongst yourselves, you idiots. We'll run a football team over here while you do that dumb shit. Um, that's been going on for too long as well. I'm fucking sick of that. <laughs> Uh, the problem we got is everything needs to, (laughs) it needs to say, you know what? Fine. We need to do a rebuild Mm. and we're not going to get a new coach until the rebuild is done. Once it's done, then you get your new coach. If you really need to get one, don't get a new coach prior to a rebuild and then ditch him halfway through it. Yeah. Or, don't do the rebuild and just keep ditching coaches the whole time. You'll just keep going in a stupid cycle of failure, which you want evidence. Look at your own history. That's what's been happening. Yeah. That's what they'll continue to do. But you know, these two blokes at the top, if they find they're starting a bit of pressure on their, you know, on them and, you know, people want them to be accountable, they'll just throw another coach under the bus and get a new one in. And at the moment, fucking buzz, buzz is trying to get his old mate Flano or gig and it's, I'm really genuinely worried that the Tigers will fucking bite and they'll fucking hire him. Yeah, he's pushing hard, hey? Mm. And the one thing that Pasco, I'll give him credit for, is the one thing he is good at, is bringing money into the club through sponsorship. And if we look at what happened with the Sharks, when they were successful with Flanagan at the side, they struggled to get any sponsorship there because no one wants to be attached to a bloke who cheats. Mm. That's not an image people want. And I don't care if he won a premiership in 2016. I don't care how legit it is. Okay. I don't know. You've got your views on that. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's say that the 2016 premiership is entirely legitimate. Okay. Let's pretend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't care how legitimate it is. That bloke cheated more than once. Therefore, in different areas of the game. Yeah. Therefore... There is should be no club genuinely considering him as a coach ever. No. Not even in the Super League. Ever. Mm-hmm. He's a cheat. Cheaters, cheating on the salary cap. Cheating with fucking performance-enhancing shit. The two worst things you can cheat on. And then when he's banned, he's still getting around the ban. Yeah, he's trying to get through the ban as well. Yeah. This is a man who cheats, gets punished, Cheats again, gets punished, ignores the punishment, gets booted out, 
gets you know lobbies to get brought back in he doesn't fucking learn from his mistakes so if he doesn't learn from it and the punishment has no impact on him don't fucking hire him he'll just cheat at your club as well yeah he doesn't fucking get it he doesn't you know, care the, about the rules so don't you know, fucking hire him the thing people forget about him too is that the the Cronulla Sharks actually stood him down really early on mm. and the the players pushed to get him back so he even didn't learn from that no no and I mean look how you know that when when he finally got stood down and, and um, John Morris took over in the space of a few days just be, just in the middle of preseason training mm. by the end of that year everyone had forgotten about Flano and the sponsorship money started to turn up for the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Things were going rosy. I mean, they got moved out of their own home ground to Cogra, and that still did not impact the sponsorship money coming in and still hasn't. Mm-hmm. They're now attracting like genuinely good talent to the club as well, whether they should be signing them or not, it's another matter. But, you know, they're getting Nico Hines, a young bloke, hasn't even got to the primary's career yet and already in good form. They weren't signing those people before with Flanagan. They were getting everyone who was 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, you know, not getting genuinely good talent in their very early 20s who have got a lot of growth to do in front of them. So everything's going positive and it's going in a positive direction. Flanagan didn't do any of that. It all happened after he left. I well, don't I see how bringing him to any club is a fucking improvement. I I just don't see why people think he's a good option in any aspect. I'll ta- I'll take Jason Taylor again over that dickhead. <laughs> and I would also say before he got there to Cronulla, Cronulla were a very sympathetic team amongst other supporter bases. Now, when you get better, people start hating you immediately. Yeah. But it was a little bit. It's a little bit different with the Sharks. I think he really tarnished them pretty hard. Yeah, he made he made them. Well, I mean, anytime you win a premiership, people will start to turn on you. No one mm-hmm. likes a team that's successful. Yeah, so they're always going to have that. But he made them hateable before that. Yes, kept them hateable, and it's, that's starting to change now because he's not there. But, it know, is it is weird when you see people start turn. Like as a Panthers fan, uh, we for a long time were one of those teams that it's like, oh, look at the Panthers, they're doing all right this year. And now that we're a, a good team, and it's only been two years, like, let's face it. But now that we're going well, there's a lot of people that, and you see the way that they they go at the club, and it, it's just very strange. I did a tweet about it because um, we lost on the weekend to the Storm, and I didn't think there was much good take out of the game. It was what it was. But, like, I was saying how there's certain supporters that will – watch their footy team, and if their footy team is losing, all they do is they sort of have digs and bitch about the ref and the opposition. And I've never understood that, ever. Like, it's yeah. if your team isn't good enough, your team's not good enough. And I think there's a little bit of that baked into hating successful teams. Like, I've never hated this Melbourne Storm. I look at them and think, man, I wish my team was that good, you know? I, yeah. I, the things they do are amazing. Like, they're historic. We are literally watching a historic sporting team. There's very few teams that for 20 years straight have had like, what would it, it'd be like 75% of their seasons are outrageously successful. 
That's crazy. Easy. I mean, they've missed the... Other than salary cap cheating, they've missed the final since 2005? Six. Yeah, yeah, I think they had like a a couple of seasons there where they were off the pace and then they were straight back into being contenders again. Yeah. Oh, they're they're a phenomenal side. But it's funny how you get a lot of fans who immediately look for excuses or blame when a team loses, almost like they think they're entitled to win every game. Mm. Last time a team went undefeated in a season was 1959. And only once has a team won every game in a year, and that was in 1925. So you know what? Your team's going to lose some games. Just own it, people. Yeah, own your losses. That's part of sport. And I think that that's been lost on a lot of people, um, and I don't know why. It's like, man, and I've said this before. I think I said it for the grand final. Sometimes you got to take a bite of that shit sandwich and start chewing. That's pretty much it. But you know, that's something I can do pretty well because I've been eating a lot of those sandwiches. <laughs> fucking for a long time. It's, pans, yeah. it's the only thing I know. I, I just eat and go, hmm, this is nice. <laughs> oh, man. Can you put some more shit on my shit sandwich, please? I just want it a little bit thicker. <laughs> can you just take this and warm this shit up a little bit more for me? <laughs> You know what? Just do away with the bread. <laughs> it's empty carbs. It's empty carbs. I don't need that. <laughs> it's ruining a good sandwich. Uh, see, I hope you're. I hope you're happy now, Lembretta. You've just ruined Andrew's fucking week again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's all good. It's all good. Now, something we discussed before. Should we still do it, the uh, ladder predictor thing? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to do it. Have you got time to do it? Yeah, of course I do. E- excellent, excellent. So we'll go through the remaining rounds, mm. and we'll try and use some stats, and we'll make this, you know, statistically correct yeah. where possible. Okay, so let's have a look. You got you got the, the thing up there or not? I have it all open. So, uh, so on Thursday, we've got Knights versus Broncos. All right. Let's have a look at some stats here. Okay. The... We'll have a look here. Knights, when the Knights are 11th against Brisbane. Who are 15th. Oh, just when the Knights are 11th, they've never beaten Brisbane. They've only had one game, but Brisbane put 50 on them in 2012. Okay, so what do we do do with this one? Um, It's a tough one. Sunshine, yeah, I'm... Away from home. What are the Knights like against 15th when they're 11th? We've got some good points. Two losses. Oh, let's go Broncos. We're going to have to go Broncos on that one. Okay. Okay, so the next game, Friday night, Raiders, the Raiders who are 9th versus the Dragons who are 10th. Oh, these, these teams have got a weird, a weird history too. I think the Raiders went on a huge win streak, or the Dragons did, and then it got switched around. The thing about this game is Ben Hunt's out for a month with a busted arm. He's got a fractured arm, so that's a big loss for the Dragons. They get a lot of their players back who had that awesome barbecue. But these two teams, I mean, man, this could be a draw. Canberra's 
they're slightly betterish the last month or last two or three weeks. Yeah. It's not, uh, yeah, I'm not convinced with with how that sounded, obviously. But uh, <laughs> let's see, Canberra's won just three of their last fifteen games when they've been in ninth on the ladder. Three of fifteen. What that about the back. Dragons when they're in tenth? Let's have a look at that one. Uh, let's see, Dragons in tenth. It's a rather large file. I've got his teeth. He's a bit slow. Um, (laughs) Dragons haven't won a game at 10th in their last five games there. Hmm. That's generally who's going to be the shittier of the two. I I would all... Oh, man. I think that... I'm I'm inclined to go with uh, the Raiders on this one because the problem that the Dragons have got is... Because they've got some players taking suspensions for the awesome barbecue one week and then another bunch the week after and it switches backwards and forwards like that. There's mm-hmm. no cohesion in there. It's just players. It's just a revolving door. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised if they win any more games this year until until they play the Tigers if they do. <laughs> okay. Eels, Rabbitohs. <sighs> Parramatta's done. Yeah, Parramatta's finished, aren't they? They're fucked. Yeah. Okay, we're going on Rabbitohs. Warriors, Sharks. Yeah, this the Sharks are interesting tonight. Like they were, I think everyone was pretty adamant that they were going to get easily counted for by Manly, mm. but they didn't stop playing. They put on two tries in in two or three minutes towards the end of the game there, and they they didn't really go away. The Warriors are a bits and. Bits and pieces sort of team at the moment. Yeah, they're doing their best, just putting a, fi- a team on the field. And, like, I, I think it, we, because you have the Tigers game in your head, you're sort of thinking that, uh, like, the Warriors are done. And it's not – it's nothing – I mean, most of it is just the off-field grind that they've been through. I just think it's – they're done. Yeah. I mean, they should they should have been done last week too. Yeah. Um. Roosters fifth versus Panthers third. Panthers, is Cleary I, back? I think Cleary's back. I'm not one hundred percent sure. If if Cleary's back, I'm back in Penrith. If he's not back, then I'm going Roosters. Okay. Because I, I, I've seen two reports. One said he's definitely he could have been back last round, but he's definitely going to be back this week. And then I saw another one saying they're going to hold him back another week, which I don't think they'll do. That's... Um. Let's see what the uh, NRL website's got on here. Where can we go to find out about that? I wish I could remember where that other report was from. Players. Let's have a look. Cleary. This website is horrible to navigate around. Um, It says... Okay, yes, they clearly unlikely to face Roosters. There we go. Okay. That's well, the website. I'll go with the Roosters then. Uh, you know what? I I would agree. I'd agree with that. Um, Storm versus Seagulls, easy. That's Storm. Melbourne. Yeah, be an entertaining uh, game though. It will be. It'll be fun. Oh fuck! Jesus Christ! <laughs> what a Sunday to forget. <laughs> Bulldogs versus Tigers. <laughs> How do you how do you pick this one? Oh, 
Fuck. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. That's going to be... That'll be horrible. Look. You know what? That's the sort of game the Tigers win, and then everyone goes, oh, the Tigers have a chance to make the finals now. Well, I was just looking at the price, right? The Tigers are 34 bucks to make the finals. <laughs> right? Now, there's Get six, on it, people. There's six points out of the top eight, which is the Raiders. I don't think them prices are long enough, hey? They should stop taking money on that. Do you want to know what's funny? The team below them, the Cowboys, are only $26 to meet the <laughs> Okay. I think we'd both probably tip the Tigers, but it's really tough. It is tough. Yeah. And the then last the game. Titans versus the Cowboys. Yeah. You have to go Titans. Surely. Yeah. You think yeah, we'll so. do that. That's such a, a Titans game to lose, though, hey? Yeah, at least they get to play at home, though. Yeah. Okay, so round 22, Storm versus Raiders. Oh, my God, the Storm are going to fuck the Raiders in that one so hard. Um, Panthers. Clear, clear will be back for this one, so I'm expecting Panthers to put 50 on there. Yeah, yeah, they'll destroy them. Roosters versus Broncos. There's probably going to be about four or five more Roosters players out for the rest of the year by this time. But somehow, it doesn't seem to stop them from winning games. Exactly. Roosters, easy. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Titans. I expect the Titans to get off to a really good start, 28-point lead, and then the Rabbitohs win by 40. Yeah, I'm I'm keen to go with that. Okay. Oh, man, he's another... The, the Tigers versus Cowboys. Oh. You know what? I, th- From memory, I think the Tigers have got a pretty remarkable record against the Cowboys. And it, they'd be one of the few, possibly even only team they've got that record against. Yeah, I think you're right. 39. They've played 39 times. And yeah. the Tigers have won 22 of them. Wow. I'm going the Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know who to... Uh, I'd probably lean towards the Cowboys, hey? What do you think? Uh, that is too hard to pick. That's a really tough one. They've got so many similarities. The only thing I can think is there's no Dane Laurie for the for the Tigers for the rest of the year, yeah. and the Cowboys have Jason Tamalolo. Yep, that's good enough for me. Okay. Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay, Seagulls versus Eels. I think the Seagulls, huh? Yeah, I'm going Manly on that one. Okay. Paramount's well, got their defence will be able to hold out Manly for a while. Yeah. But I don't think Paramount's attack is going to be strong enough to worry Manly's defence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I do. I agree with you. The Eels are done. Uh, Warriors versus Cow. Uh, Warriors versus Bulldogs. Yeah. Go Warriors, hey? Warriors should win. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go Warriors. Okay, then Sharks versus Knights. That's a tough one to pick. Well, the thing that's in the Sharks' favour here is that the Knights aren't in the top eight. That's true. I'd go Sharks. Yeah. Okay, next round. Round 23. 
Titans versus Storm, easy. Storm, mainly to beat Canberra. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Penrith. Um, yeah, I expect Cleary should be a bit better form-wise for this one. Yeah. I reckon they'll probably have a, a close-ish win the week before, but they'll probably be a lot better for it for this game. This would be the difference between they would switch places. So if, at this point, if all the results go out the way we've said, Panthers would move up from third to second by beating the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Um, Sharks will beat the Tigers. Yeah. Knights will beat the Dogs. That Yeah, definitely. Ooh. They should beat the Cowboys. They should, yeah. The Roosters will beat the Dragons. And Broncos versus... Yeah, the Broncos should beat the Warriors at that point. Yeah, we'll go with the Broncos there. Okay. So round 24, Knights versus Titans. That is a tough one. Hmm, that is a tricky one. That's going to have a huge bearing on the top eight. Yeah. Man, that's difficult. The thing that worries me about the, the Knights, their forward pack is pretty damn soft. It is, yeah. And the Knights have only had one win from their last 12 games when they've been at 10th on the ladder. So are we going for Titans then? I think we'll go Titans. Okay, Titans. Let's, let's just check, see what the Titans record is when they're at 8th. Okay. Just to... uh. Just to be fair to the Knights fans, yeah. you don't want to make them think that we're uh, we're ditching them here. Anti Knights, yeah. Um, yeah, Titans' record's a bit better. They've had three, four, five, seven wins from fifteen games. Okay, wow, that's not bad actually. So they're up there. Um, Warriors versus Raiders, which is another top eight game that's very important. You've got to go Raiders, don't you? Yeah. Okay, so that the Raiders are still going to stay in ninth. Roosters, Rabbitohs, man, that's a tough one. I'm inclined to go with South. I think when the Roosters are going to come up against one of those three, three or four teams from the top five, um, they will struggle yeah. just because of the lack of personnel through all the injuries. That's just uh, me, though. Dragons versus Cowboys, that's another another one that could go either way. I'm I'm happy to go with the Cowboys on that one. I think the Dragons will struggle to win any more games. I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, this season seems like it's going to go into free fall. Uh, Sharks versus Broncos. The Broncos would be in 15th place at this point. The Sharks in 7th. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'd be inclined to go with the Sharks on that one. Yeah. I think the Broncos have got two good games in a row in them. Good point. Uh, the Storm versus Eels. Storm easily. Man, uh, should smash the dogs. They'll, yeah, they'll annihilate the dogs. And Panthers versus Tigers. Who have we well, got? Well, I mean, the, the Tigers are undefeated against the Panthers this year. That's a good point. And it's not like the, they uh, celebrated and threw it in the Panthers' faces and hooped it up and acted like they were king shit or anything that the Panthers probably waited for this game to prove. Yeah, 
I mean, to be honest, if the Tigers had only had one win this year and is that <laughs> one one game against Penrith, I think most Tigers fans would be happy. If <laughs> the salty bastards that they are. <laughs> you know what? If the season had ended there for the Tigers, oh wait, it did. Okay, Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind. It was over before then. <laughs> okay, uh, round 25. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Raiders versus Roosters. I feel like the Roosters are going to win this time, hey? Yeah, that will kill off the Raiders' finals hopes. Yep. Uh, Storm versus Sharks. It's going to be a fun game, but you got to go Storm. Yeah. Eels versus Panthers. Oh. Panthers will do them. Do a job on them. I reckon, too. Uh, Broncos versus Knights. You'd think the Knights would win that one, hey? I think so, yeah. Seagulls versus Cowboys. Seagulls probably lap them. Rabbitohs will smash the Dragons. They'll destroy them, yeah. Do you think the Titans would win against yep. the Warriors? Uh, <laughs> God, what a last game of the how season. Did, how did the Tigers get the Bulldogs twice in the last five, six rounds? And... <sighs> And how can they do it and it has zero bearing on the top eight? I know. We'll give the Tigers the win there. Yeah, let's give them the win. And it puts them, yeah, six points out of the eight. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that makes the top eight would be Storm Minor Premiers by four points, uh, Panthers ahead of the Rabbitohs on four and against, and then the Roosters in fourth place, which would be amazing. The Seagulls, the Eels down in sixth, so they've fallen in our estimation. Um, seventh would be Sharks, eighth would be Titans, and they're missing out by two competition points in the top eight would be the Raiders, and with them on 22 points would be the Knights, and then after that it would be the Dragons, followed by the 12th place Tigers, so they're not in ninth this year. No. Uh, the Cowboys in 13th, Warriors in 14th, Broncos in 15th, and the Bulldogs in 16th. Should we do the final series? Why not? We're here now. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, Storm versus Roosters. I'm I'm happy to go with the Storm on that one. Yeah. Seagulls versus Titans. I would think they're Seagulls. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, Seagulls over the Titans. Okay, Eels versus Sharks. You, uh, you'd think the Eels... I'd be inclined to go with Parramatta. And then what a game this would be. Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Yeah. Yeah, I think by this stage, Cleary's going to be back in good form. So I think um, Penrith are going to be pretty much untouchable again. Yeah, I, th- I think it's still a two-horse race this year in the NRL. But yeah. We'll so next round of finals games would be Roosters versus Seagulls. Man, that's a tough game, that one. Mm, I tell you what, I'm, I will lean towards Manly on that one. Really? Okay. I, I, okay. Think, well, I think at this stage, Manly's attack would be just a little bit better. Roosters' defence would be a little bit better. But uh, I just think the personnel issue is going to be, we'll catch up with the Roosters here. Yeah, they've got to eventually. They yeah. just have to eventually. Rabbitohs versus Eels. I would honestly think the Rabbitohs would destroy the Eels in this game. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Yeah, I think this might be the last game Brad Arthur um, coaches the Eels. Then we go into the next week, finals week three, Storm versus Rabbitohs. Damn, that would be a good game. 
God damn, this is a good week of finals footy. This. Yeah, this is a real good week. You got to go to the Storm, don't you? Yeah, go to the Storm. And then and Panthers and versus Seagulls. I got to say, if that's who we're playing in the second last week of the season, I am over the moon. Yeah, I think um, Penrith's defence should be able to uh, with withhold the manly attack. Mm. Um, that'll be a low-scoring game, though, I reckon. So we go on Panthers, and then we go into the grand final. Panthers Storm versus, versus Panthers. Now, at this stage, we haven't had the Storm lose one game, okay? No. So they're on a record-winning streak at this point. Yes. We could be playing this game at the MCG. There you go. How crazy would it be? It would be the most rugby league thing in the world. Like, you know, we talk about rugby league gods. If the rugby league gods do their thing, it would be absolutely fitting for the Panthers to win this game. The Storm would go in as overwhelming, raging hot favourites, but it would be like the. It would be such a crazy thing to happen. After it's worth noting too that um, if it is at the MCG, yeah, Melbourne's undefeated there. Really? How many games? There's only been two games played there, and Melbourne's been in both of them, and they won both. And what was the... I know the, the St. George game, 72-10, I think it was. 70-10, yeah. 70-10. The second one was um, 16 weeks later when they beat Cronulla, 22-16. Okay, that was so when Cronulla's goal-kicking let them down because both sides scored four tries, but Cronulla didn't convert any. It was a Cronulla goal-kicker. Was it Matt Rogers still? 2000. Not too sure who would have been back then. Probably yeah, it would have been Matt Rogers, but I yeah. think he was injured at the time. Oh, was he? Yeah, so... Preston Campbell? All right, I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, so that's his fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give hints here? Yeah. We've got to make it clear to you. Adam Dykes, maybe? Mitch Healy, none from one, and Blaine Stanley, none from four. Blaine Stanley, there's a name from the past. Yeah, Preston Campbell scored two tries. Oh, nice. So there you go. Damn. God, that was so a good who, Sharks team, though. Who would you... I, I couldn't go past picking the Panthers in this grand final, but you'd obviously have to pick the Storm, yeah? Um, I, I think I'd probably go with Penrith. Really? That's yeah. interesting. See, Why would what, you pick Penrith in that game? You know what? I think it comes to... Point in time, doesn't matter how good a team is, there will come a point in time when people will start saying they're due to have a loss, they're due to have a loss. And as the games get more and more important, that pressure builds more and more and more. Yeah. And having won the premiership last year and the pressure of getting two in a row, uh, whereas Penrith are going to be a lot hungrier after having lost the title, Yeah, I think... I think it's going to help Penrith. And I think Penrith's going to have a few players who are going to be coming back from you know from injury or having rest and stuff. I, I just think they might be, especially the key players, are going to be just a little bit fresher. So I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to lean towards Penrith. See, that's, the, that's why I'm not worried at all about the Panthers right now because um, they're going to get their players back with a couple of weeks left in the season. So they're going to be able to run into the finals with some form under their belt, with some some 
you know, running in their legs. And I think, you know, I, I just feel like it's not panic stations yet. Now, if we were a couple of weeks forward from now in the draw, I would be a little bit more worried. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to be getting players back two weeks before the finals because you want them to have at least a month of footy under their belt before the finals yeah. hit. Yeah, and, like, <coughs> when, I, when I was watching that Storm game on the weekend, you could see with you could see the holes in our team and they weren't most of the starters. You could see where, you know, the DNA of the defence, they were hitting hard in defence. They were smashing the Storm in defence. But the cohesion in it in the defence you could see wasn't there, and and that to me, you know, and, and then when you look at that and you take away the attack that Cleary gives them, um, and then Dylan Edwards had a terrible game, which that's a whole other podcast to do, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's just so many, there were so many changes and shuffling in the side, I I, I just wasn't. I don't think you could get too much out of that game. No, no, well, you know, what you do get out of it is who not to pick next week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. So yeah, we've got it down to uh, not too many great changes on the ladder. Um, no. Penrith dropped down two spots from where they are now. The Roosters and Manly went up one spot each. The Sharks move up from eighth to seventh. Um, Titans move from seventh down to eighth. Knights move up a spot, Dragons down, Tigers somehow move up, and the Cowboys move up. Oh, that's because the Warriors moved down a few spots. But overall, I think it's it's reasonably accurate. Yeah, the, I think the only really big difference we had was the Eels kind of fallen off. That's, yeah. that's really the main one. I think what we saw on the weekend is how one-dimensional they are mm. without Mitch Moses. Mm-hmm. which is crazy considering how one-dimensional he gets when he's not in good form, which is yes. go sideways, kick to the corner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think if Moses had played against the Storm on the weekend, was the Storm they played? No, that no, was the Roosters. The Roosters, yeah, that's it. If they had played, if he had played against the Roosters, I think the Roosters probably would have won 28-12 instead of 28-0. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think Mitch's Moses would have done much to help Parramatta in that game. I think their attack is pretty basic and the teams that are above them on the ladder or around them on the ladder, uh, they will find a way to pick them apart. I, I also think the thing that that Roosters game showed that we've seen a few times, but because where the Roosters are this year with so many players missing, it really shone through is if you guarded out against the Eels, they will break first. Yeah. That's right. Um, all right. Is there anything else we need to chat about? Um, no, I, I, I think I'll make a decision on the World Cup either this week or next week. And that's it, really. What What is the current situation on that? I, I know the International Rugby League decided to make an announcement where they decided they'll make an announcement. <laughs> Um, do we have any further details on that? No more announcements just yet. It's interesting to see the Twitter, the Twitter um, noise. I would say there is a funny um, group that are all talking amongst each other about the World Cup going at it alone and stuff, and they're just kind of talking to each other. It's not part of the greater rugby league sphere. 
And I think that they will all understand that because I think the World Cup's getting cancelled. I really do. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I I can't see how they will go ahead with it. I was talking to somebody this week that works within the NRL sphere, and they were talking about how many tens of millions of dollars the NRL is spending to keep the NRL season going and how much is involved in having players in bubbles and moving players around and all that sort of thing. And the International Rugby League does not have them sort of resources available. They just don't. No, and they they genuinely need the Southern Hemisphere eyes on the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, their last announcement was... Uh, what was this? 28th of July, a few days ago. Uh, it says on here, they today held another emergency meeting while the board reiterated the determination to deliver the biggest and best ever Rugby League World Cup in history. Ooh. Wow. Um, they are also realistic about the significant challenges that threatened that ambition. Yeah. In light of the decision by the ARLC and NZRL to withdraw from the event, the board have instructed myself. I don't know who myself is. <laughs> All of a sudden, these articles are first person. Um, <laughs> and, and the Rugby World Cup team to continue to... Is it the that they're talking to? I don't know. Did you write this? <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've decided... The board have instructed whoever it is and the team to continue to hold further urgent discussions. <laughs> this is not a press release. This is just a... We got bored. <laughs> we didn't this finish our discussions. This is talking to themselves in the shower. Yeah, the Zoom meeting ended and we didn't know how to get, get it started again, so we thought we'll put this out instead. Particularly the players aimed at correcting misinformation as well as measuring the sentiment on proceeding with the tournament. The board recognised the need to bring clarity and certainty to the situation. They've also underlined the relentless work that has been taking place to establish the most safe and secure environment for all involved, in line with other world-class major events that have taken place successfully in the UK in 2021. The Rugby League World Cup will have these conversations as soon as possible and are currently in dialogue with the UK government on a regular basis, whose support has been invaluable. Uh, the players on the extraordinary measures we will implement to protect their well-being during the event, as the, as opposed to the uh, less than extraordinary measures that the RFL have implemented on them. I know, right? Uh, the competing nations to fully understand any new or developing issues that will prevent them travelling to England in October. Does that suggest that there are other teams that are having that concern? Well, they'd have to be. Well, I assume they would have to be, but the fact that they're addressing that as an issue... That says to me that possibly there are other teams saying, mm, we're not too sure. Yeah. Uh, the 18 dedicated host towns and cities. Are there cities towns involved? Cities. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest event ever. In towns. Yeah. As well as the 21 world-class venues. Well, you know, I think if you, if you put uh, Mendehose Jungle up against the Humula Cricket Ground... The Mendehose Jungle would look like the Colosseum, really. True, that's true. Um, the IRL are going to talk to the IRL on the implications of the decision made by the ARC 
and the NZRL and replacement teams. I didn't know there was going to be replacement teams. Well, that's what they're talking about at the moment. As So is that as in the Indigenous teams or is that talking about bringing in the next two highest-ranked teams in the qualifying process? Oh, well, why would they bring in the next two qualified teams that went through a whole qualification process? You make up teams. Fair enough. This is England, man. Um, maybe they could have a Gondwana land team. Actually, that's a really cool idea. Then you can just pick whoever the hell you want. Yeah. They can just represent prehistoric times. That would be cool. That would be like picking a team from bloody, uh, what's it called? Where they have the giant golden guitar. I don't even like to say the name of the place. It's yeah. only made out of fiberglass anyway. It's not that big. It's not a real guitar. Nah, it's a just fiberglass bullshit. <laughs> um, the best thing about it is you can see the Maccas from it. <laughs> Uncertain angles. And other angles, that it uh, impedes the view. <laughs> yeah. If, if you stand in the right place, you can't see any of the town at all. <laughs> you can't see any of the McDonald's sign. That's what you're there for. Um, we place on record our sincere thanks for the understanding of the hundreds of thousands of fans who are planning to attend the tournament, as well as our loyal commercial and broadcast partners who have been so supportive during this challenging time. Well, that's nice of them. Wow. Um, yeah, there's another Clayton's, uh, Clayton's press release, that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what the next one will be. My guess is they will wait about a week and a half and yeah, they'll, they'll say we're postponing it. No, they'll come out in a week and a half and say, yeah, we're just going to let you know that we've decided to have another meeting <laughs> and that'll just go on and on and on. I talked to the rest of the other people on the board and they said to me that I can announce that I will I, 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 I. <laughs> Oh, I tell you boy. what, the dude that runs the International Rugby League right now, how much chance does he get to be voted in ever again? Um, he probably will because, you know, there's only about five people involved in there. But one of them says, no bloody way, Cobber. And the other one says, don't think so, bro. Yeah, but that just sort of leaves three others. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they've just got to go, Oh, and uh, what, what would the PNG dude say? I don't know how PNG dude would say yes or no. We need someone from PNG to get in touch with us and tell us how you'd say yes or no in PNG vernacular. I think, and you know, most people have um, like a handshake as a greeting. Yeah. I think in PNG, they would just have a crash tackle as a greeting. I don't know if that's a positive greeting or a negative one, but I think that's just the way they greet people. They just destroy you with a rib-crunching tackle. I, I feel like, because everyone, everyone from PNG, like, we're all made of, like, mushy pink meat, but I feel like people from PNG are made of, like, like wood, because <laughs> all of their rugby league plays hit you like they're made out of fucking wood. So I feel like that their their yes and their no would just be smashing their fist on the table and just scaring the fuck out of everyone. I think they're, I think they're more made out of crowbars, to be honest. <laughs> That's so tough. It's so fuck. crazy. 
I, I loved watching them like about eight years ago when they hadn't been in the Queensland Cup, right? So they hadn't had that that level of seasoning against sort of that Queensland Cup level of talent. Mm. But then they would play against an international team and they would still beat the shit out of them. Yeah, the scoreboard was the least important thing to them. Yeah. <laughs> They're my favourite watch internationally. I love them. Yeah, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. They didn't care about the result. Yeah. What they wanted to do was hurt some bastard. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, what, what was that play? Was he on, you know, had that little message on his uh, wrist tape the other day. Oh, f- fold some cunt, yeah. Kane Evans. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, if you write the if you write that word on your tape, you get a suspension or you get a fine or something like that. But if you say it out loud to a teammate so the cameras pick it up, that's perfectly fine. How about, I don't like that, the way that carries that's on. That's an though. argument I had on Twitter the other day. People yeah. trying to tell me how one's completely different. I went, writing one is worse than saying it. Yeah. I, I don't see. Like, I, I thought that it was the word itself that was the issue. Mm-hmm. Not the delivery of it. Yeah. Even Annesley said it was an offensive word. How is the word offensive when written but not when spoken? It's like if somebody, say somebody said that word in front of your kid, right? Or they wrote that word down and passed it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, obviously saying it in front of your kid is worse than someone handing you a note saying it. But whatever, you know. I, well, the world is so crazy now. I'm just willing to go with anything. I, I just find it weird that the NRL's decided that of all the things they're doing, they're also now going to clamp down on on words. He should have said that there was a, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what you could say. I don't know. Maybe Elliot could just say it wasn't the swear word. He was writing down the um that C U in the N T thing on there. <laughs> yeah, the, it, was a, it. it was a it was a promotional thing for tourism in the Northern Territory. He's trying to do a positive thing for the for the Northern Territory community, and this is how he gets treated. Horrible, horrible treatment by the NRO. You should be ashamed of yourselves. What would you write <laughs> on your ta- what would you write on your wrist? Um fuck PVL. <laughs> <laughs> What would I write? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what I'd write. I'd do something stupid like, uh, like do an arrow and write this way up. <laughs> Just do a mason and draw a dick. <laughs> dicks, heaps of dicks, and then might try and make them look like ducks because <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> Make them look like ducks. What an interesting looking beak that duck has. Man, I have that picture somewhere in an old computer. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Got to keep, you know, you call yourself an historian, but I like to think of myself as a historian too. Well, yeah, you're looking after the more important documents. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive stuff there. Yeah. Uh, have we had any emails? No, we haven't. Uh, have we had any comments? No, we haven't. No no uh, comments and no emails. Oh, can I just say, yeah. apologies to everyone for the abrupt end to the previous episode. I know you, you explained that it was because, you know, my little fellow woke up and I had to duck off and help him out. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that. I did put all of you behind my own family. Um, get used to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, in this day and age, there'd be people that would be like, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. It's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm doing this for my entertainment as much as, as I am for yours. So, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing family for entertainment purposes, although they are obviously entertaining at times. Yes, every so often, I guess. Yes. <laughs> there, we, there we go. Um, at no, the moment, at the moment, he's sleeping peacefully, which is lovely. Oh, that's good. By the way, I think I'm coming down with the flu or something. Hey, COVID, mate. Remember, go get some uh, some onions. <laughs> <laughs> We're so doing this. You got this last year. I, I did. I did. Regular yeah, influenza. Here we come. It destroyed you last year. It really did. Yeah. Changed your DNA and everything, mate. Now now you're getting dose two of it. Yeah. Man, it changed my DNA, huh? So, you know, this is what happened. You went to Arcade during the week, didn't you? No, I didn't. I I literally haven't been anywhere for so long, hey? (laughs) Like, oh, so, so long. It's ridiculous. When was the last time you went anywhere other than the suburb you're in? Uh, man, I can't even remember. I did go down to Wollongong about, oh, might have been four, three, four months ago, I think. That's it. That's it. Like, I I hadn't fully started going out properly like I used to and was just starting that process again. And then this bullshit come around again. And now I just, ugh. You didn't feel compelled to go to the uh, the rally? No, <laughs> rally. No, I didn't. The uh... I find it fascinating how some of the dumb shit that happened in Melbourne last year when we were in our second wave, yeah, is happening very similarly in Sydney at the moment. So we went through this period when we first had the explosion of cases going on, where they locked down certain suburbs and called them hotspots or hot suburbs, whatever it was. Yeah, And these suburbs all had to be locked down. They had different rules to everybody else. And I know Sydney started doing that as well. Yeah. They were locking down certain LGAs and stuff like that. And then and then the protest came. Yeah, I guess it shows human nature, hey? Like, you can't just tell everyone that they have to stay at home and not expect there to be a response. True. But you'd think with so much hindsight available... Yeah. You just go, yeah, you know what? Let's have a protest, mm. but let's just do it sort of, it's going to seem weird, but we'll do it in our homes, but we'll do it very loud, and we'll do it to all of the politicians who are in our area so that they all get bombarded by us. Mm. That way they know that we're not happy, but at the same time we're being responsible in, in the process, and because we've been responsible, they're more likely to listen to us. But, and, but here's the thing, right? How many of those people in that protest will vote for the same people that they always vote for because they always vote for those people? Most of them, because yeah. they're idiots. And that's the thing. It's it's like, you know, if you don't like what your politicians are doing, vote for the other people. But the, I think very few people, like everyone thinks that politicians are their side. I find that funny. Yeah, politicians are only on the side of themselves. Exactly. 
They're serving their own paycheck. So, you know, we're not going to get political here, but people no. don't believe their shit. Yeah. Politicians. They're, just, they're like journalists. They're agenda-driven dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> we started on the same rant. Yeah. Oh, shit. We'll make that clear. Yeah. Just another bunch of journos. They just get paid a little bit better. Man, is it's weird that some of them used to be journalists and then went some of the politicians. Remember there was a the Queensland Premier who she left being the Queensland Premier and immediately become the spokesman or spokesperson for the banking association? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're good oh, at that. Man. <laughs> they're good at that. The former former treasurer now runs Channel Nine. Yeah. Yeah. They they just find um more comfortable gigs that are giving them a longer lasting salary, I guess, to slide into. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. We'd all do it if we had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only rot if you're not in on it, hey. Exactly right, exactly right. Well, what other stuff can we get into? Should we get into religion? <laughs> Daylight saving? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's touchy. <laughs> when you start uh, when you start picking on my curtains and my fucking cows <laughs> you gonna are you gonna make my cows get up an hour earlier you, you're gonna fade my cows with your bullshit. <laughs> oh man all the important things in life eh? that's right that's right daylight saving taxes politicians journos and religion yeah that's footy. that's it, really. Footy, West Tigers. Yeah, we'll shit on them every every chance we get. I yeah. think part two comes out this week. I thought that it was up to part three. I like. I thought that it was one new episode every week. No, 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 no. It's like one episode a month. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, that I, makes sense. I didn't even realize it either. I saw an ad for it during the uh, during the week. Yeah, and said that the next episode's coming up. I think this week. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll check that out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because the first one was, uh, it was interesting in its own way. Yeah. So the Tigers had a slow start to the season, and mm. I think the the next episode is going to be in the middle of their form slump where I think they might have lost a ton of games. So you're going to see an awful lot more of Madge having the shits, which is going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, hear 50% of his swearing. Yeah, you can say you. It, yeah, it's going to sound like a uh, a telephone phone call in nineteen ninety six. I keep on thinking what he said in the, the. I think it was the last episode where you're like he went through every single emotional point, even the him starting to break down a little bit, and they didn't respond once to any of it. Yeah, you've got an emotive human just trying to coach a bunch of stones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like they're all autistic. <laughs> <laughs> There's something. I don't know what yeah. they are. There is something, though. Bunch of bricks. They're all sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I think at some stage soon, Madge is going to push the wrong button, and they're all going to turn up to, to training one day, all armed to the fucking teeth like Rambo, and they're just going to go postal on his ass. He must have been sitting there thinking, how the fuck am I not able to make... BJ Leilua emotional in some way. All he's got to do, I don't know why he hasn't thought of this. He's just go up and just slap Luciano. 
just make every time before they run out, he gets Luciano Leilua to put his hand on the whiteboard and he just plugs a staple into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just goes up to Luciano and then he looks at Joey. He says, Joey, you looking at me? Yeah, yeah. And he just keeps staring at Joey the whole time and then just slaps Luciano while just staring at Joey in the eyes. Just a giant wind-up, hey? An yeah. overly w- ridiculous wind-up. and brings his arm right back. Yeah. <laughs> way, way back. And just... <laughs> boom! <laughs> and just keeps staring at Joey the whole time. And when Joey comes in, he says, take it out on the field. <laughs> I mean, it won't help the Tigers, because you'll just go there and be an absolute fucking moron and give away 37 penalties and we lose by 60. But at least you'll be putting a bit of emotion into the game. You know, I noticed on the weekend they still had those little cameras up in, in the box. Yeah, yeah and they're still there. It was funny because I, and I, maybe I was reading too much into this, but it felt like Maguire's at the stage of the season where he's like, yeah, nothing I do makes a difference. Just I'm just fucking witnessing this at this point. Yeah, it's, there's going to come a point sometime during this whole thing where he's going to go, you know what, I need to start thinking about my acting career. <laughs> This coaching gig's not going to last much longer. Not at this club. I need to think about my uh, my career beyond this. He's got, he's, the, got... he's got the Woody Harrelson thing going on well. <laughs> he does. So, you know, white man can't jump two, maybe. Do you reckon it... that uh, he'll end up with an IMDB after this? Oh, he's got to. Actually, I should I check that out now. Let's check that out now. What other credits could he have on his IMDb? He could have lots of TV credits, obviously. Yeah. He must have been in a documentary of some sort that the South Sydney Club did. They've done a Didn't few they documentaries. Do Didn't they do one about, um, well, not great to look back on, but about uh, Sam Burgess and they called it the Sparkly Man or something? The Sparkly Man. That might I have feel- done. Let, I'm sure there was. Let me get, let me look it up. Um, Sam Burgess, Sparkly Man. I'm sure it was called the Sparkly Man. Yeah, the Sparkly Eyed Man. Sparkly Eyed Man. Yeah. Who the hell come up with that? I don't know, but I think it's apt. You know, get him on the right day, full of the right shit. It's like utter garbage. <laughs> Sparkly-eyed man. Sparkly-eyed man. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Ooh, he's a... Who's this? Okay, by Russell Crowe. I just saw a... This is funny. I always say the website, but it's from somebody you and me have had a bit of a laugh about. And the, the headline right reads, Greatest English Import Ever. Don't think so. Wow. Big call. Yeah. Big call. Wrong call. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Very much the wrong call. Anyway. Um, yeah, just having a look through. I figured the easiest way to do this is to go through Russell Crowe's thing and see if there's anything comes up on here. Yeah, um, he's got to be in that doco, surely. It's not coming up on here. Really? Wow. So much for that website. Well, they've got no fucking legitimacy anymore. Not going there again. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> IMDB. We should, we should wrap this up, hey? 
I think so, because we're gibbering on a bit too much and providing very little content. (laughs) We're starting to go into that realm of like, oh, this is just the four and a half hours we talk to each other and do weird shit. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty much it. (laughs) All right. Um, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is what happens when you don't send in comments and when you don't send in emails. So if you want to make sure it's a bit more fast moving and entertaining, get in touch with us. You're overdue. Go yeah. to uh, FergoOnTheFreak.com and go to the contact section. And f- for fuck's sakes, <laughs> leave a comment or ask a question. Do some fucking work save for us. fuck's sakes. <laughs> this is the worst shit we've put out. Fucking save us. <laughs> <laughs> we we bloody cancelled a World Cup for you people. The least you can do players. is send us an email. Exactly. You're in lockdown. Fucking help us out here. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying our best to keep you entertained. <laughs> if we could, we'd do an eight-hour episode just to keep your whole daylight period, you know, occupied. But, you know, we've got shit to do. Yeah. Well, one of us does. You're in lockdown. Yeah, I can't do shit. Uh, you're just on eBay buying more toys and shit. No, I, how dare you? Buying more Ponzi coins. I, I did buy more this week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's invested up to his yin-yangs. I'll tell you what, if you're going to invest in anything, you go to the yin-yangs. Imagine if there was a yin-yang coin. I bet there is. I sold my my doge and shibirinu a long time ago, so I'm out of them. No, fair enough. Mm. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this gibberish, and uh, we'll catch us all next time.